0: Kenzo Takada, I guess that's how you pronounce it in Japanese, is a fashion designer and he said, Fashion is like eating and you shouldn't stick to the same menu. Today is really a momentous occasion because it's a Monday. I'm recording this episode on a Monday to release it on Friday. I'm not gonna lie that's a big deal to me because I will have all week to edit this and not have to stay up late and be tired when I go to work on Friday. So with that being said, welcome back everyone to another episode of Just Another Podcast with me your host CJ Moyo. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you, I guess it's now just two days, honestly. I hope it's been good so far and for the rest of the week coming. I hope things go well for you. I hope things go well for me. Today's discussion is centered around fashion. So the quote today was, fashion is like eating. You shouldn't stick to the same menu. I could say this about a lot of things, honestly. Um, Cultures. Um, foods. Yeah, well, foods, yes. Places to visit. Often than not, we find something that we're comfortable with and we stick to that. Because it's just that it's comfortable. And we don't want to change. So today will pretty much be my what my perspective my view and my own journey in the fashion industry it's not that interesting let's just put that disclaimer out there so where do we start do you start with me do we start with my opinion on the fashion industry it's easier to discuss everyone else and not yourself so when it comes to the fashion industry it's it's a wild 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 industry Because for the longest time, it's either you have very simple, very plain Jane type of clothing, or you have people that are always pushing the limits. For the longest time, from the 80s, our parents' generation, to the 90s, and into the 20s now, I mean, we take a look back to the 80s, there were such bright colors, and everything was just neon, and the color blocking and it was insane and then we got to the 90s the cuts were just big the thing was baggy so were the thousands then the 10s things started slimming down again but it seems like we're starting to go back to where we once were in fashion but even with a certain style in each of these decades There were always people who just really pushed the limits (laughs) to what fashion is. Fashion is one of those things that's so subjective, so divisive. I myself see a lot of fashion and I'm like, I would not wear this, but I appreciate it on someone else. But for myself, uh uh, I wouldn't wear it. I don't know whether that means I like it or I don't. But I guess I, there is there's something good in appreciating it on someone else. In high school, there were plenty people who really pushed the limits of what fashion was. And I guess fashion is a great expression of who you are as a person. Because you'll see some people... Who are not shy to wear clothes that are very provocative. And not even provocative in the sense of they are revealing or they'll make headlines. No, they just, they'll make you look and you're really like, okay, you're wearing that. I mean, we see people wearing super baggy clothes or super baggy t-shirts or they have certain designs or they're wearing boots or you have guys wearing high heels or there's makeup or the hair or whatever and that's usually an expression of who the person is i myself would not be able to rock a loud outfit i try my best or i've tried my best up to this point to be very simple and i'd say now in my 20s i have become more expressive in the way that i dress and i like it not gonna lie thinking of a little outfit to put together it's it's fun my take on fashion today like The fashion industry right now, it's a hit and a miss. I guess you can say that about every generation. But right now, it's a hit and a miss. Because a lot of people are still trying to find themselves. (laughs) And this, I mean, I'm not throwing shade at anyone or poking fun at anyone. But a lot of people are also trying to find out what they like in their clothes so like some outfits to me they don't make sense and that's okay to me it doesn't make sense i won't tell you to change no but to me it might not make sense to you you might have put on the greatest outfit of the day fine but to me maybe just doesn't make sense maybe someone else looks at what i wear and it doesn't make sense to them but that's just the way these things go it's fashion It's subjective. I know one thing for sure, though. The fashion industry has never run out of business. With it being so subjective, it being so divisive, it's always got something going for it. I mean, if there was the color blocking back in the day, there were definitely people who were like, what are the wildest colors that we can put together? Yeah, people walking around looking like an outsurance ad wearing purple and green. And oh my goodness. Listen, if you like purple and green and you can rock it as an outfit, that's great. I am I am not trying to make fun of anyone, but listen. I just know outsurance as being purple and green, so. Then we have the baggy industry we have the formal industry there is always something going on and i mean we always need clothes so the fashion industry is one that will never run out of business (laughs) and right now it's something that pretty much everyone in my generation my age group is trying to get into i have a lot of friends Who are fashion designers? They literally draw up the clothes, and every one of them is so talented. And you can see when they put a piece together, so much thought has gone into it. Then there's people who can pick out pieces from so many different places, and they'll put on a fire outfit. And be like, oh, I found this piece in my grandmother's wardrobe. Oh, these are my mother's shoes. This is my grandfather's t-shirts, my father's whatever. And you'll be like, well, damn, that is so many generations on you right now. And I guess when I was saying that it's a reflection of a person's character. A person can also tell a story in the way that they dress. You can almost sense, like. I'm thinking about it now, and the the only way I can describe this one girl, a friend of mine, she had on this one outfit, and you could almost sense, like, a vulnerability to the way she was dressing. I don't even know how to explain it. And to me, to me, the one saying it right now, it doesn't even make sense, but that's the best way I can describe it, that the way she was dressed was vulnerable. She wasn't revealing. She wasn't... Wearing anything that would say, oh, come for me, or any of that. But the outfit just felt vulnerable. It was a beautiful outfit. I'm not going to lie. So, that's another thing. People who can piece together outfits from wherever. Now, I have a... I've had a thought for a while, and I have to ask it. So... I mean, if I wanted to, I would say this part of the episode is sponsored by Nostalgic, my brand. And here's the question. Would I, as someone who is a graphic designer, and I design a logo or I design artwork and I have it embroidered onto a ready-made hoodie, ready-made sweatpants, am I then a fashion designer? I would I would like to say yes and no, but I'll lean more towards the no. And here's why I say that. In terms of the yes, it takes like a knowledge of what color works with the fabric. It takes a knowledge of knowing where to place the logo. But that's about it ready-made hoodies, I mean, you can wear a plain hoodie and you're just going to embroider something on it or print something on it. It doesn't really change much about the item. Now, how you might piece together the hoodie or the sweatpants or the sweater with maybe another jacket or jean or shoes, now that will be fashion. But just designing an embroidered embroidering embroidering what is it is it embroidering is it embroidering that one i don't really think it's fashion design now if you were to take a hoodie a plain hoodie and let's say swap out a plain sleeve for one with a print that would be fashion design but right now i'm not a fashion designer i don't believe myself to be a fashion designer I want to be eventually and I never thought I would have this interest but I definitely want to get to a point of being able to design clothing because I always have ideas in my head and for the longest time I never thought of actually putting the design out there actually bringing these things to life because From the outside, it always seems more difficult than when you actually start. The hardest part is always starting, I guess. But once you actually start doing these things, you're like, oh, I have connections. They can help me out with this. I can do this there and so on. And here you are with the brand. So I can say that I have a clothing brand. I'm nostalgic. I'm not a fashion designer just yet, but I have a clothing brand. And you should probably order your own sweaters and hoodies and get yourself... Because I won't lie. Here's another thing. I will say that in terms of quality, I will make sure that I have very good quality. So as much as I might not be a fashion designer, I do put out very, very high quality goods. So you should probably hit me up and order yourself a little something because it's winter and it's cold. If you're listening to this later in the year, you should probably buy yourself something because there's probably a new range out. So hit me up. One part of the fashion industry that has always been a big deal, but right now is insane, is the sneakerheads. Oh my goodness. I have not seen people who are into something as much as sneakerheads. I saw this one picture on Twitter of a person's room who didn't pretty much have any space in the room. There was just a bed and a little pathway for them to walk to get to their bed and sleep because everywhere else was boxes. And I don't mean just one line of boxes on the floor, like one level. I mean boxes stacked up on each other, almost touching the ceiling. How many pairs is that? That's insane. Listen, if you are that much into sneakers and you keep that many sneakers, that is insane. How much money is that? Because sneakers are not cheap. Like, I would love... To get myself a nice pair of sneakers But like And this is probably like the Like a very cheap sneaker But 2000 And the broken me is And the broken me cries When I look at that Eventually I will save up Because I'd like to get myself A very nice pair But man Blowing 2k on a shoe Good on you though Good on you are having a collection nobody's judging but to me it's like damn that's a lot of money (laughs) i mean we gotta call a spade a spade for some people it really is a problem and they do kind of take it a bit too far and they basically hoard shoes because i mean think about this person with a room that has sneakers all the way up to the ceiling we'll say like a hundred pairs in the room how many times do you think most of those shoes have been worn and the thing is also sneakers have to be kept in a pristine condition especially the white ones you buy yourself a high top air force one you don't want to crease on that You don't want a drop of water on that. You don't want to get any dirty water to just splash on it. So you won't really wear it. You'll put it in display and just leave it there. That's already so much money used. I actually want to Google right now how much a pair of Air Force Ones is. And at this point, the Air Force One is one of the relatively cheaper sneakers. Yeah, like $1.7. 2K, 1.8, 1.3. This is a it's a classic. And this is like the one that everyone is getting. But as a thing, like I said, 2K on a shoe. I don't know about that one, Chief. Might get into it eventually. Maybe it's the broken me speaking. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not really looking into it, but man is a lot of money, but I get it. I get the love for sneakers. Some of these designs are stunning. Like right now I'm just, I'm scrolling through Google, like the the shopping tab. And some of the ones that they're showing are just, oof. The first one is the Jordan 4 retro off white sale right this is 1.5 oh man okay this is 1.5 this is pretty it's like this beige sneaker with um like a plasticky cream sole and it's just written air hey. this must be like oh yeah this is the off white collab i don't know i'm not going to lie off white collabs for me up stunning just the way they brand things for off-white just writing what it is in quotation marks and something about that makes me happy so that's that's nice the air jordan that's another classic silhouette and there's one here with a light blue white and black 1.6 there's this ds elite sneakers that's also quite nice air jordan 6 retro cactus jack that was a travis scott collab wasn't it yeah the puma x-ray 2 square trainers in whisper white 1.4 okay um listen flux script sneakers oh you know when whenever you talk about something and you have an opinion about it okay now wait before i get into that the very last shoe i look at now that's the one i'm like no this is a problem the balenciaga triple s sneakers uh for women twelve thousand rand and there's plenty people who've probably bought it already that's a laptop like a second-hand macbook that's a very good phone that's rent for many months buying that on shoes yo uh uh-uh. for me i have a problem with that but enough with that my thing is <laughs> if you're gonna talk about something and have opinions strong opinions like i just did don't go back on your word as quickly as <laughs> i i am about to because man listen the sneaker game is beautiful like just the ones i was looking at right now Ooh, <laughs> i'm telling you if i look at them any longer i might just place an order and i don't i don't even have the money for this but they are pretty like there's this air jordan one a mid one and it's just white triple white that's it. Mm. Yeah, no. But that first one, the off-white retro Jordan 4. That's nice. And and this is a weird thing. My my childhood I guess I can't really speak much from the time I was born to maybe when I was about 10. I didn't really care much about the shoes. Then 10 to about 13 or 14, I kind of liked high top shoes or like the mid. And okay, I guess the influence was like the hip hop industry because those are the days when like people like Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, all of them were like the fashion icons and they had the jean. They had the t-shirt and a plaid shirt on top and Air Jordans. And you're like, oh, I need that black, white, and red combo. And then after that, from like 16 to about 20, I went back to being very simple. Just normal tennis shoes. What do you call them? Like... Like a Vans type of silhouette, something very simple. That's what I wanted. And one is because they were affordable and you could find those shoes anywhere. And the other thing, I, I didn't want to go to Mr. Price and buy one shoe that is clearly a ripoff of a famous silhouette. Where you can tell that, oh, walking from a distance, you'll be like, oh, nice. Look at this guy with the Air Jordans. Then you get close and you're like, Where the swoosh at, though? <laughs> What's going on with this? Is it incomplete? No, man. I I I still don't like that to this day. Like, I get the, the intentions of shops like Mr. Price that they want to make things affordable. But, yo... Oh, don't rip off like down to the t and forget the most important part the swoosh or the three lines the three stripes like yeah i i i'm i i will not be ashamed to say certain things right in terms of my fashion right now i just started working this is my first year i'm trying to save up I won't really blow my budget on a lot of things like clothing, especially clothing. I will look for very nice alternatives because that's the thing. There are very nice alternatives out there. And over time, it's become more and more accessible. And we have to give a huge thank you to also the very young and up and coming designers For making very different designs that are very easy to get. So that's nice. My fashion sense has changed so much over time. I was... (laughs) I was very much influenced by the hip-hop industry when I was very young. There's this one picture that makes me cringe to this day, sitting on the edge of a sofa, and I have on a black vest, and it's a a (laughs) knockoff Adidas black vest, and the two white stripes on the sleeves, and I'm wearing these three-quarter black shorts, and I have a gold chain around my neck, like a thin gold chain around my neck, I despise that picture. (laughs) But somehow, my father manages to bring it up every single year. He sent it to me just the other day. At like 11 at night, I get a notification. Oh, Charles Moy sends a message. He didn't even send it on like WhatsApp. He shared it via Google Photos. I'm like, what's going on? Then I see that picture is back to haunt me. I do not want to relive that past. Then, even with the, my church fashion sense, I did not like tucking in when I was much younger. I didn't like formal clothes that much, let alone a tie. And, ugh, like, I I didn't like the look. It just felt too prim and proper. I felt held down. I felt, I felt imprisoned until... We reached a stage where I am now, you know, and we'll get into that. Then, later on, with like my other fashion, I started going very simple. I reached a point where I, I guess it's still the case today, but with a few exceptions, I started wearing slim pants, and I started slimming down everything i wore i am not the biggest built guy out there okay i'm quite slim so i felt wearing something baggy would make it look like the clothes are wearing me and i did not want that i don't want to look skinny i think with all my clothes i i don't want to look skinny in my clothes so i'd wear something slim and with doing that, it would make it look like, okay, the clothes are like just the right size, and so it's be it was the case up until now, where I've started exploring a bit more with different sizes, different cuts, and finding what works, what doesn't. I will still very much lean towards slimmer cuts, more tailored cuts because I feel like that goes with my body a bit better than, some, than something wide. Until I find something that does. So, like, perfect example is jeans. I had been skinny jean all my life from 13 up until, like, last year. <laughs> Along the way, I've had jeans which are, like, regular fit. And if you see a regular fit jean, know that I wasn't the one who chose it. But there is one jean that I found like late last year, which is like a regular fit. It's got that old school look. It's like a a dark blue denim jean. And it's, it's not slim fit, but it's not baggy either. And the moment I put it on was like my favorite pair, my favorite jean. And... I'd like to find more cuts like that because it might be my gateway to like wearing looser stuff. When it comes to t-shirts, I was also very much for slim t-shirts for a while until now where I'm kind of feeling the baggy look. But with the baggy look, I make sure I roll up the sleeves. I don't know why, but I just find that it, it, it works for me. And remember, I said back in the day, I don't like tucking in for church. Why even like tucking in t-shirts in general? I think there is a big influence in my fashion sense now from like Korean fashion. we got to give props to the Korean fashion, like the Korean fashion world. Those, those, those people... They they have, they know what to do with their clothes. Hyung Min Son, he went back to Korea after the Premier League season, and he went there with his um like he was, like top goal scorer, and he was just at the airport, with his award. And he was being welcomed by so many people in the airport. My guy was dropped out. The normal shoe blue jean white t-shirt tucked in and a pair of glasses that's a nice and simple but man that outfit worked oh my goodness it was i think on on the like the football scene there's a lot of people who express themselves a lot in their fashion memphis depai uh, Paul Pogba, Jesse Lingard, all of those but that outfit by Son was one of the best ones I've seen and it was so simple. That's kind of what I'm I'm trying to get at and not only that I've noticed another thing I'm loving these days is like a monochromatic look. The other day at work I had khaki Chino's I had my beige nostalgic sweater and I had like this brownish type sneaker so it was all like pretty much just the differing shades of brown and again one of my favorite out like outfits and then blue I almost I legit feel like blue is my family color because I could make so many outfits that are just blue on blue on blue. So monochrome, definitely a look I'm I'm into right now. Then we have like my formal look. So being Seventh-day Adventist, my fashion or my dress has developed over time. I've never been one to dress just so I can get attention. But I also want to be comfortable and look good in how I go to church. I want to look good. I'm not just going to put on whatever. So with me at one point not liking tucking in, not liking formal clothes, that eventually changed. And now i i i can i can put on i can put on a show recently got a an overcoat which i'd been wanting for like a really long time so i'm still like trying to get all the perfect pieces to go with that overcoat but i think bit by bit it's coming together i got my first suit in like 2017 and i've been collecting them since Which has also been very nice. That's something that I've... That I'd wanted for a while. And what happens with most of my formal clothes... Is that I have to tailor them. And the moment I say that... My sister will be like... Oh CJ it fits you perfectly. Why are you making it shorter? Why do you want to make it thinner? You don't want your legs to breathe. What's going on? And listen... You just have to have something that just fits you nice, you know? I don't know why she would even say that, because whenever she wears her clothes, she makes sure that they work for her. So then my clothes must work for me too, in a way that works for me. There's this one pair of pants that I got tailored, and I just so happen to have two tailors in the house. And I am hoping to soon become the third one. And my father, he reduced the hem and then made them taper towards like the ankle, like from crotch to ankle. They just taper straight down and they're just like ankle height when I'm standing. So when I'm sitting, they rise higher. My favorite pair of pants. And I already love chinos. And after that, like they don't they don't fold at the bottom when I'm standing because they they're too long, uh-uh, they just right they just they just kiss the shoe when I'm standing and they ah, they're perfect. So that's like that's the cut that I want for most of my pants now whenever I tailor them, that's pretty much the blueprint. But my fear is. I also want to start working out so if I was to gain weight and start bulking I might lose a lot of the clothes that I like so I'm gonna catch 22 right now then we go to the shoes and my shoe game meh has been bland to say the least Never been much for sneakers. Just buy a simple tennis. Simple shoes. Um, yeah. It's, it's never been much. Again, until recently. You they if if you know, if you know Adventist guys, you know the standard. They all have to have a brown leather shoe. I got that. And I also have a Chelsea boot. That's a that's a standard. the moment I got the Chelsea boot. Is when I realized that yeah, no, there's there's change happening. And as I'm recording this today, I just placed an order for pretty much a combat boot. I had been eyeing a combat boot for a while. So Superbalist had a sale. And it just so happened to have like my size, the price was right. So I placed the order. I'm just waiting by like Friday. That I will have this combat boot. And Saturday, I'm definitely going to be wearing it to church. So that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, shoe game, I think right now I'm more interested in the formal shoes than casual. Casual, maybe I need like one more sneaker, then I'll take a stop. But my formal shoes, yeah, for sure. I think I want a loafer or is it a boat? I don't know. Kind of like a cavella, but not a cavella because I despise cavella. But there's like, I think it's called a loafer. That's kind of one that I'm looking into. But like combat boots and like boots in general, that's kind of something that I had been wanting to get so... I got a purchase that will make me very happy when it arrives. And then we'll go into accessories. I don't know why, but in my third year of varsity, I bought myself a ring. And it's been on my index finger since third year. And that's like my statement piece. I don't like jewelry, right? Like, I don't wear bracelets, I don't, I don't wear necklaces, earrings, piercings, any of that. I don't do that. But this ring is, like, the one thing that I really like. Why I wear it? At this point, it's become, like, a fidget toy because I, like, run it along my fingers when I'm thinking or any of that. So, yeah, it's, it's become kind of useful. Watches, staple of any of my outfits i need to have a watch at all times kind of just completes my outfit then caps and beanies big fan of that right now i'm looking for like some wholesalers to make like a big collection of just plain caps no branding none of the above and then sunglasses also still just experimenting with that but in terms of what I'm about in fashion, I want to look good, but without breaking the bank. And it's very possible. I think a lot of people push themselves too far and end up breaking the bank and getting miserable trying to look like everyone else. Nah, I'm finding what works I'm I'm finding my look and I want to do that while also having enough to spoil myself with a couple dunked wings from KFC you know and I think I think I got my head in the right place when it comes to fashion I want to do it for me I want to try out new things on the menu see what I like, we so see what I don't. And right now, I think, I think we're onto to something. I've become very confident uh, in how I dress. And if you've seen how I dress, I think you can tell. It's making me take more pictures. So that's, that's saying something. I mean, I've been speaking about this for like 40 minutes now. So <laughs> clearly something about this has been interesting to me. So, Fashion industry. What a wild, wild industry! And the fashion scene globally is insane. I mean, I could go on and on about this, and I do wanna get back into it, maybe with fashion designers eventually, to hear more about what they have to say from the other side of things. I know, I said I'd have a announcement too. Announcements for this week's episode of the podcast. First announcement is that, oh, it's actually three. First announcement is that I am a part of an amazing group that is based here on the Bluff, and we are working on a documentary. This documentary is called 4052, 4052, the postal code of Bluff. This documentary will be telling the story, the history, the oceans, all of that good stuff about the bluff. And we want to put ourselves on the map. There's a lot of beautiful things that happen in this little secluded area in Durban. We want to bring light to this place. After a difficult time and with youth that are so gifted but they don't get the chance to express themselves that's what we're trying to do with this documentary a part of this documentary and one part that i'm very heavily influencing and got my like it's my love child that i've been planning for years is an exhibition art and photography exhibition that we will be hosting either late August or early September. So we'll have my photography on show. We will have paintings, sculptures, hopefully, and there'll be plenty of things on sale. So that's another another thing happening that I'm I'm really excited about because I love going to KZNSA I love going to art galleries but it's never at home you know I always have to travel kind of far out of the bluff to experience these things so we want to have one in my backyard not like my physical backyard but bluff backyard and bring bring that attention to us because there's there's so much talent in this area but the platform isn't there to share what we have. So, you know what? By force, by fire, we are doing it. And we'll be having our exhibition. And then, third, I will be a part of another podcast with my sister called A Peculiar Podcast. And it will be centered on the part of my life that makes me who I am my faith so it's called a peculiar podcast because in the bible the lord asks us to be a peculiar people so this one will be with a lot of guests a lot of other youth and it's a youth centered podcast because listen we're dealing with a lot and we need to talk about a lot we need to deal with a lot so hopefully this will be a platform to have our therapy to have our lessons And hopefully it will teach us a lot. It's not just for the Christian. It's for all of us. Because we are living a life that is full of challenges. That is full of pain. That is full of hope. All of that. We are all experiencing that. So we have a lot that we can teach each other. So in all of these things, I really hope that you will be excited about it as I am. And it will only be as successful as you and I will make it to be. So fingers crossed that it works out well and we can start something special. But that's been all from me for today. Follow me on the socials, share this podcast, listen to it before you sleep, listen to next week's one doing whatever you want to do. Remember, it's just another podcast. But until then, take care.